Hello and welcome to episode 131 of Wing Sauce. Hey, they they finally rebounded. They had a couple of a uh, couple of bad games. Uh, probably just jinxed them, Tyler. And what's that? So you probably just jinxed them with that comment. Well, I'm 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 saying they rebounded. So and they did. <laughs> These are the facts. These are the um, facts. It, it yeah. is it, it is valid. They they did rebound. So, but uh, I get some good no, teams it, too. It's 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 good to see some resilience in in a team where we didn't really see that uh, much at all, if if any, the last couple of years. So um, yeah, you're right, Dustin. They've been beating some good hockey clubs. Um, I think the Islanders, and, and we'll go into a few a few games here. But the Islanders, I think, were five and zero in their last five. Yeah, I was gonna say they're on a like a five game or six game winning streak, and so they yeah. yeah. And then not only did they beat them, they shut them out, which is pretty big. Yeah, and yeah. it was. Huso's uh he's I number one. Like I said, like be. I said the earlier earlier in the pot like earlier in the season, I I pretty much that, that's what I was alluding to that Huso would be number one and then Delkovich is essentially just like the uh the backup he's a, if he's you will. He's given Huso uh some time off whenever he needs a break. break. Um, yeah. I will yeah. say that he like of the probably of the backups of the league, this is probably a better one to punch. But like if when you look at Nadelkovich's games, and we're just jumping right into it. But when you look at the goals against, I, man, they're not. It's it's tough. They it looks like a game, the the Red Wings of last year. Like it's hard. They, the Wings will lose, and the other team will have six goals or whatever, and maybe two of them are the goalies' fault. Where he'd be like, "Oh man, I, w- I wish I had those back." So and then four of them, they play like, differently I, in front they, of who? So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the team is playing differently, which is partly you know partly on the goalie with the. You can play a different style of hockey when you trust your goalie in the back. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. But yeah. That doesn't say. That doesn't say, Connor. I was like, does it have anything to do with the fact that I feel like they might trust Huso more in that versus the Delkovich? And that's kind of why they're playing a uh, a better game, just because they feel more confident with him back there. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like when you uh, when when a team gets up on a, on another team early in the first period and it's like three nothing at the end of the first, or and then the, the coach will either pull the goalie or start a different the backup goalie in the second. That's not always to say that the goalie the goalie's playing horrible. It's that all right, we need to change up here. The the team isn't playing in front of you. Uh, maybe we just need a, a new guy in the net. Same thing goes for when they switch coaches in the middle of the season. If the team isn't performing well, you just need a new voice in the locker room. There's random things like that that just making a transition to a new person, new goalie, new coach, whatever it is, it just changes the whole psyche of the team. And you're kind of seeing it right now with Ned and in Billy Huso, because I think it's night and day the way they're they're playing in front of him. And don't get me wrong, Huso's making some unbelievable saves. He's deserving of the number one spot and one of the best goalies in the league right now. I think that's like one point eight six goals against average right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Five five yeah. one and one with seven starts. So I I think and two shutouts. Yeah, yeah, two two shutouts. two shutouts within the seven starts, which is I think the only. Red Wings goalie to do that in recent history. I think that the other names that they were mentioning, um, you know, those like 1930s names, like they're, you know, they're named after like inanimate objects. Like, they yeah, he like left their, make any sense. Yeah, they make like any left, sense. Their, uh, left their job to come play the Red Wings. Like, yeah. So, like, so, right, so speaking of, uh, and- <laughs> oh my gosh, speaking of history, um, Alexander Ovechkin passed Gordie Howe for the most goals, career goals on a single team with 787. Yeah, um, scored against the Wings. Scored last night, uh, yep. recording Sunday. So this would be Saturday night or whenever they played. Both from basically the same exact spot. One was a one T, 
which was yesterday's goal. And then yeah, the, the OV office. Was a, yeah, it was a wrist shot. I'm curious how many goals that out of his out of out of his career goals have came from that location. There's a breakdown. Sure that, I'll send yeah, it to you. They have There's like, like a, the little dots, you know, yep. when they show yeah. basketball where it's yeah. like, here's all your made shots and missed shots around the arc. It's like a whole pile on <laughs> the right circle. Yeah. And <laughs> left, whatever you say. Very, very, very decorated on on the left circle. Yeah, that's and what I'm then saying. the other ones are like, like breakaways or yeah, yeah. Or like in the crease <laughs> or whatever. Uh, not much on the right side. No. But. So, but real quick, what do you get? Wait, what do you got, Tyler? Oh, I, I was just gonna speak to how how incredible that is that those goals are scored from there. Because Dustin, I don't know how many times that you and I have brought it up. Like, how how in the world does he continue to score from there and no one no one covers him? Like, it's, well, it's I don't think you can. I'll tell you. No, I know. Look, take his a look shot's going to get through. Take a look at his goal yesterday on Saturday. I forget who they're playing, like I said, but that is a perfect example of how he's able to score this many. Yeah. Because he's on the hash mark on the half wall. If you, if a guy was going to eliminate Ovi, he'd have to be top of the circle, basically, which then is just a four on three, which is worse than a five on four. Yeah. And you, you know, <laughs> and it's like an automatic goal the other way, too. So the fact that he could score from that angle is a cheat code. It is. It's and it's like it's it's like a guarantee goal though. If he's over there and he's open, it's almost guaranteed. Yeah, and the goal oh, is just I, hoping I that it's definitely guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, the goal is hoping that it hits him, and then even if it doesn't go in right away, there's so almost no yeah, almost no way the goalie is eating that puck up. Like there's going to be a yeah. rebound in the slot or right in the oh, yeah. crease or wherever it is. He just has a rocket of a shot. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And anyway, Dustin, I'm sorry. What were you gonna? No, no. So I was gonna say, uh, I can't remember how the transition was gonna work, but uh, something about needless to say, I'm in Tampa. Oh, 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 Tampa Bay Lightning last night. All right, so we got our ass kicked by Buffalo, and honestly, I thought Tampa was gonna lose last night. Uh, they, 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 Buffalo. I'm that not sure good. what, what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure what the hell where they came from, but usually being a uh, a mediocre team. I think they're playing some decent hockey this year, and I'm not sure what little fire in their ass. But well, they ended the season last year. Yeah, they ended the season last. They ended the season last year after the Eichel trade. So that was kind of like I don't know. Maybe they didn't. It wasn't right away. But the back half of the year last year, they played really well. If you look at their record, and I don't know, like you said, I don't know what lit a fire under their ass. Maybe they it was had nothing the whole, to play for. Maybe that's it too. They had really yeah, nothing and, to play for. So and even this year too, their expectations weren't weren't much so i mean they're they're playing well they're one they're playing right now i don't know what their record is offhand but i know they're seven and five yeah so i mean that's a if you're buffalo you got to be happy with that gives you a chance plus Um, 11 goal differential too mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying they're they're scoring goals i mean they had eight against the wings they had three against tampa last night yeah i mean Um, eight against the wings yeah eight to five against the wings that certainly helps that goal differential right five five um one game so i did an arena tour of uh amway arena yesterday which is pretty cool yeah i was curious on i was like are you just there four hours early before the game start or no, do no, you, no. you do an arena tour like, i did an arena on? tour so it's, it's pretty cool yeah. one other one other thing one of our uh tour guides she had a, a gigantic stanley cup ring ring on her finger that she she didn't talk about it she just subtle flexed it the whole time <laughs> you did not talk about that it's like hey you're right you're, oh, like, I, getting oh, I asked her about down. It. She kept like the elevator try. right now, and I don't know if that thing's legal for the weight limit on this elevator. So, <laughs> so I'm like, so what is that? She's like, oh, well, all the frontline people got a, a Stanley Cup ring. It's, it's different than the players' ring, but she has it's her like, name on it. What is she, what? I was just like, it's huge. It's, dude, it's, it's, it's like literally, it's like one of the things you're just like, especially on a, on a, 
on a smaller person's hand is just like holy shit that thing's fucking massive it, it, yeah. Just, I mean, it yeah it dwarfs the <laughs> hand yeah i'm just like good god um but it's pretty cool um for being an older rink i think it was built in 96 it's actually pretty like it's pretty nice in there like i was it built um, 96? The one cool thing did, yeah did you know they had like a wow. tesla coil that shoots a lightning bolt every time they score a goal i have seen that so wait hold on it, um or wait no maybe i'm thinking of just the uh they actually have a Tesla coil that two Tesla coils that shoot lightning bolts. Dude, I, I took a video of it. I'll, I'll post on the Instagram. Oh, that's what, cool. Connor. Connor, Connor. <laughs> what? Oh, what? Uh, hey, Connor, oh. Connor, you have something on your hand. What is that? Oh, this old little national championship ring. I forgot about it. It's probably very similar to, uh, to the Stanley cup championship ring. Oh, very similar. I'm sure. I did. So, so. <laughs> that's actually pretty sweet though. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's purple. Your color. Oh, you have it. Yeah, Ooh, it's. I'm gonna steal I'll it. A, I'll send you a picture. Rochester Rattlers. What year was that, Connor? Oh, eight. We you were forget. 50, 56, nine and six. Jesus, it's pretty good. Pretty good record. Yeah, you know. Right, how many goals did you have that year? Um, I don't know. Probably not that much. Yeah. Only hundred. So did did you guys? Did you guys just? <laughs> was there any other team in the state that year that Could was be. like? Even close to, to you guys, like USA Eagles or Troy Sting no. or anything like that? No. 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 You guys just no. ran the show the whole time. Yeah, we would play, we would just play like AAA teams a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, Taylor was okay actually that year. Taylor Wilde. Yeah. They had some big kids. Yeah. But like the only teams that like uh, the ice in Indianapolis, the the national championship was over in mm. New Jersey. And, um, but going in, we were the number one ranked team. So it was kind of like everybody. Connor, can you, can you explain to the listeners the national championship for what? Because I'm sure people are asking. Oh, national curious. championship for hockey. It was in it was 08. So that's my freshman year. So nothing so like crazy, but still pretty competitive hockey. Midget, midget minor. Uh, Bantam double A. Bantam. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, there you go. Just tra- just, you yeah, national tra- travel hockey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not not high school because high school is only have state championships. Yeah. Well, this I was like. And, and and travel too. I don't know if people know this, but it's basically there's a uh, there's a championship or national championship every other year. At least that, that's how it was. I don't know if it's still like that, but that's how it was for a long time uh, when I was growing up, and then when I was playing. So the year before that, we were also the favorite. We ended up losing in the state finals, and uh, but the good part was that we had our team coming back. And that year when we lost, there was no national championship because that was the off year. So when we won the next year, we got a shot to go to national to nationals. So we got pretty lucky there oh, that it wasn't okay. flipped. Um, and then we ended up, you know, pulling it out. So, so you guys were pretty much just running running the whole show, kind of like the Bruins are right now. Basically, basically. But I will say, back to the wings, though. I mean, we ended the the episode last week. I want to say there was four games since we were was Buffalo after we recorded. Yes. Yeah, because that was Sunday, so. right? And yep. there was a four game stretch. So they got one today too. Um, and I think that was part of it. And I said, uh, I'd be happy given the four teams two. if they were two and two. Yep. So they got their two. I think if they can win today, that's a really good four game stretch against some really solid teams. They got Are the they Rangers playing Anaheim today. for some reason? I feel like oh, they're playing Rangers. Oh, no, I thought it was Rangers. Yeah. Rangers. It's okay, at, that makes more at sense. MSG at five. Yeah. That makes which, okay. which, yeah, that'd be a hell of a back to back the Islanders than going to Anaheim. Or was that home? <laughs> but either oh. way, that's, yeah, that's yeah, not the thing. Island, Islanders was at home, but Islanders at home, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're going no, at, normally to the Rangers. 
normally yep. if if we're going to do a West Coast trip, it's not for one game. They're going to play like all those teams on like the West and then come back. And, yeah. Yeah. Makes um, sense. But so today's another, this is one of the teams, the, when I was in my mind thinking like, okay, here's the two. The Rangers were kind of uh, one of the teams that I thought they would lose. So if they can, if they can win this game, they've already got two under their belt. Uh, that's a really good four game stretch. And smoked. Yeah. Smoked I mean, against Buffalo, but hey. Dude, that, that game still bothers me. That was just, that was, that reminded me of the wings from last season. But the yeah, whole yeah. entire game, I'm just thinking, oh my God, if we're regressing back to this, I cannot watch this this, this whole so, entire season. The the one thing that I just, I can't, this is the mo- has been the most inconsistent thing so far, have, has been our, our DN coverage because, there are there are some periods where we'll come out on Connor's top, favorite like, player thirteen. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that for sure. Like we'll come out of a period and it'll be like uh, you know eleven shots to three us mm-hmm. right. And then um, I I think I was watching yesterday at one point during the Isles game, it was twenty to seven shots uh, in our favor. The next time that I looked at the TV because I had to put on Coco Melon for the for the kid because you know he was losing his marbles, so I flipped it back on. Twenty two to twenty one shots in favor of the Islanders. How in the hell did you only get one shot from the last time and you let them catch up from seven to then surpass you at twenty two? I mean, right. there's there's probably some power plays that I, that I may have missed. I'm not sure. My point is, I don't get it, and I I think that was the biggest reason why Ned got shelled in that game. We were getting outshot. I, I don't. They let up another forty some odd shots. You can't win hockey games when you're when your goalie's facing forty plus shots a night. Yeah. No, I, I mean, if he is saying that many, you need you need to have like sixty on the other goalie. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. You, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't really even, I mean, there's just no defense at that point. If the shots are going to be 60, 40, 100 shots in the game. That's a Pac-12 game. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, there's, uh, hey, there's some some good things that happened over the past couple games and some bad things. Lucas Raymond, he's looking good. He's 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 having fire. We said, we talked about that last time. Like he's not. They're not going to be. Did. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him. But there's no reason. But that nasty little think. foot, that nasty little foot kick with that back, that nasty little like uh, mm-hmm. got the got the pass off his foot, kicked it back to his his uh his stick. How about that hit. Yeah. Eh. That's pretty <laughs> what do you good. Mean? Eh. Eh. He's okay. He's if that doesn't impress you as, as a it was as a, a finesse guy, it, 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 no, it was impressive. But like, it's not a, it's not like a cider crusher. You know what I'm saying? Well, like. I, for when you talk about size, do, yeah. For, for what the player can do, I would say that the hit is more surprising than uh, the, the foot kick to stick is pretty. That's uh, anybody should be able to do that in in most. I don't know in hockey. I thought that I thought that was nasty. Yeah, no, especially I, right I there. Mean, the I mean, like, he, he he like performed to his but, expectation for that. Oh no, hundred percent. Does no, it I every Sunday? Yeah, right. right. I mean, come to right. Battle Creek, you watch it four times. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, nope. he did it all in in '08 too when they when they won nationals, right? So Kubalik is looking good though. That's I think that's been the best pickup so far. Well, yeah. he's stepped up because you know I I really I, I'm hoping that everything's all right with Verana. Still, obviously, you know it's it's very very private with what's going on. I hope everything's okay. But Kubalik kind of joined this team to add depth in mm-hmm. um in in the wing 
and he was slotted what at third line when when we had all of our all of our lines together. And I'm like, okay, this is looking pretty good. But he's really stepped up into that role of a consistent point producer. He's right up there, neck and neck with Larkin for, uh, for I think they both have fourteen. They're tied for points. Yeah. Yep. They're tied for so, points, and uh, Kublik has I think more assists. If I'm not mistaken. He has more assists. Larkin has mm-hmm. more goals. Yeah. Yep. So I I think that uh, I I think he's he's looked really Kublik's good. Larkin. He's looked really consistent what? too. So. So Kublik's feeding Larkin. There there are a lot of uh. A lot of point sharing on yeah. both those with both those guys. Which yeah. and this is what we needed from from our depth guys because Bert's oh, out. Yeah. And um, when, when do we get him back? By the way, do we get him four back to six weeks? Week? It should be yeah, it should be relatively yeah. soon. Okay. Well, I didn't even know what happened. I think he hurt his hand or something. That like it's funny because there was like a, an article that came out that actually specified what happened, which I thought was interesting because most of the time with hockey injuries, it's like all oh, upper body. body. Yeah. So, and yeah. then after that, that's what it is, upper body. But I'm pretty sure he hurt his hand or something. Maybe broke a finger. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on on paper today. Well, uh, actually, did you guys have you guys been noticing that we're like literally the worst team in the league in faceoffs? Yeah, they yes. talked about. So that I was gonna bring that up. Actually. I was gonna bring that up. So in the last game, um, not the last game, the last game I posted. So that was against who was that? The Capitals. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Three to one. It's a third yeah, 30%, I think we're at face-off percentage or something low like that. They're like 35, it's like 60% to the to the caps and then 30% to the red wings. That is fucking horrendous. Yeah. I mean and the face- fact that we won that game is even more surprising. I know. I mean, face-offs are not the end all be all, but no, you gotta, but you gotta, you gotta get- not be the worst in the league. No, but Tyler, but think about if you're losing every face-off and you're in your defensive zone. I mean, that, oh, that's, I, that's I agree with you. I'm, I'm saying you know, that like you don't need to be like the best team oh, at faceoffs in order to be like a, a winning team. It helps. No, but you can't. You can't be the worst. A hundred percent. So you can't be. Um, the, I mean, you could probably be in the middle of the pack and be okay, right? Let's be honest. If you're yeah. in the middle of the pack, you you you're winning those you know 50, 50, 50, 50 faceoffs, and I think it's okay. But when you're losing quite a bit more, it's not really helpful. Yeah, I think PK, they were in the middle of the pack last year. Yeah. Our, our PK has looked uh, really good this year. I th- uh, right now, it says we're sixth overall in the league. So that makes uh, sense yeah. because the first the first couple of games we had were like oh oh and or twelve and twelve on penalty kills or something like that. Mm-hmm. There weren't any. They didn't have any goals. I think for the first couple the first couple of games, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken for the, penalty kills, and then and their power plays looked better. Yeah, definitely power play has looked better. They're actually you know, moving when, the puck around. Yeah, and I think their their overall percentage is okay. Uh, I don't know if I don't know Tyler if you have like whatever twenty percent. It, it's yeah, twenty twentieth overall. So they did yeah. struggle, but it's been mm-hmm. looking better lately. I would say even when they don't score, they're the I Getting feel chances happy with yeah with yeah. When, it, when they end up and it's like okay, well they had like three chances. Maybe there's not even a shot on net, but they had like some backdoor misses. They had Peron is that right as that left trigger? I I would mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's better than having like. Zadina out there that was, I mean, no offense to Zadina, but every single he's time he's still he pointless. Shoot, and I have no idea. I think he's still without a point, actually. Well, it's That's nice to see. Idea. Speaking of people without a specific, not that uh, cop was without points, but for him to get his first one, that's nice. First oh, goal, anyway. So good. Um, it's got to feel good for him. He's still at, I think he's got six points or something like that in 11 yep. games. So he's still over that like 50 point pace. Uh, which is where we would kind of expect him to be. I didn't expect him to 
Uh, I certainly hope he doesn't get like 30-ish points, and I didn't expect him to get 80 points. I would say if he gets in that 50 to 60 range, that that's a really good season for him coming into a new team with that, you know, that's on that bubble. But just glad to see him get that first one, get the monkey off his back. Zadina has played all nine games, and the only stat that he has is a dash three. <laughs> Sweet. Zero yeah. goals, zero assists. Going to want to pick it up. How's that? What, 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 about, what, about, what about Connor Staver, defensive player, Hag? Once he's got two points in yeah, 10 games. Back. He's uh he's a dash five. Oh yeah. He just looks, I mean that one, what was that? That was against the capitals. I think when he, yeah. uh, it was so bad where he, he had, lost. it wasn't a 50, 50 battle. It was like a, he should, he was five strides ahead of another guy. He gets beat to the puck. He gets his stick lifted. Uh, and then he takes a penalty, and I think the guy scores on that play too. I'm like, what is like? I don't know what's going on. He does look lost. I have yeah. No idea. He looks like he. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. There's been times I said that. I said that to you guys when I was watching. There was times where earlier this season I was like, all right, here's this guy. Let me watch him playing horrible, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because hey, I've been stuck out there, especially like in the second period when it's a long change from the boards that you get stuck out there for two minutes or whatever, and you're just dead. He looked like that the whole time I was watching him. Yeah. And he continues to do that. And I knew it wasn't, he, was, he wasn't out there for a long time because there was a face off and he stayed out there after. And I was like, this guy's horrible. What's well, they, going on? And, and the thing is, I, I, I don't know who runs the lines. Maybe it's Bob Bugner, but he's been switching things up. There was, uh, I don't, maybe it was against the, it, it was in the Buffalo game. I I noticed that I think Hag and Sherratt were out there together. Mm-hmm. Both of them were below the goal line, and there were two Buffalo guys in front. Yeah. When is that ever acceptable? Did, in our own D zone, like what what are you doing? Yeah. Did you guys see the stat? And I don't know if it was against Buffalo, but it was one of those games, and maybe one of you guys sent it too. But I, I saw that the was it the, the tweet about like the other defenseman the, being even. Yeah. Yeah. With a, well, Cider and no, it was like only Cider and Sherat. And like the rest of the, well, anyway, you might, you yeah, might yeah. know exactly what it is, but like basically this, the, the whole sum of it was during like a specific game, the rest of the D man were like minus five or whatever. And then Cider and Sherat were either even or plus one. And they, what, I don't know, Tyler, if you're trying to find it, but it was, I was it was pretty eye opening for, in a positive and a negative of how clear cut our, our top D pair are. Well, I think we've talked players. about that though. I think we've oh, talked we about that numerous times. It's like, you know, <clears throat> you know, cider and shot are defensive, you know, that is a top pair defense defense pairing in any, on any team, essentially, in my opinion. And then you yeah. have. The well, it's just nice the to see the, the, like in a game where you get smoked, you're like, here's some clear cut plus like minus. evidence proof. Yeah, yeah. Evidence proof of like how different the, the pairs are. So th- this this is the exact stat here. Cider, Sherat, Mata, and Heronic all had a combined of uh, uh, they're all at even, and Hag and Lindstrom combined for that's a negative right. six. Ouch! <laughs> so that's pretty damning <laughs> evidence that yeah, you're not doing something right. There's something. Damn it, Heronic! Damn it, Heronic! Making yourself a little bit better in defense. I can't really talk shit about you. He's plus, like... he's plus six this year through eleven yeah, games played. He's playing well. We talked about that a couple games ago. Yeah, that so far he, he looks better. There's always some dumb plays, but that's the that is the okayness that I have with Ronick, and that's why I said last year 
you can't be dumb on a team that's bad and a team that's losing. If you want to be aggressive and pinch your uh, He's got to have up. an anchor defenseman. You got to have an back. anchor and the team has to be playing, you know, well enough for other people to read and react where he's going. If he's going to be in the ozone, there needs to be something that drops back. Um, he's been playing offensive in a smarter way on a better team. And I think that just goes hand in hand. I don't know if he's doing anything different and I don't, you know, entirely think that's the case, but I say that the overall team has helped his style of play, which is again, that's what we talked about where he might be beneficial on a different team. Remember last deadline, we're like another team might love him. And we're kind of working into being the team that might love them. So, yeah. Yeah. So, boys, I'm heading to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. So, I'm going to jump off. So, I'm going to get the puck out of here. Is Brady going to be 0-4 in his last four? I hope so. I think think, uh, (laughs) Giselle got in his head with the divorce. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, have fun, Dustin, and uh, soak up that sun. All right. See you, boys. See you. And right, then now, there were we, two. Now, now we can have fun. I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like, um, okay. Let's start the recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So j- just to kind of round up with with Heronic, um, I mean, we all have been very like critical of him on this podcast. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's been no no secret. But um, we all have said if he has the right, if he's paired with the right guy, it could be very beneficial for the team. And mm-hmm. so far, like you said, the, the way the team's playing, I think that I, I still haven't paid much attention to his defensive side. I, I don't know if, if it's really drastically improved, but he's making stuff happen offensively on the ice, which is his, his you know, biggest asset. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all you can ask for him. If he, I think the plus minus for a player like him is going to be really telling to see if, if he was not that his style was good or bad, but overall, when you look at the end of the season, did he make the team better with that style of play? Because a defenseman like that, that's offensive. You got, you look at a, an Eric Carlson and you look at his plus minus and, or like how often he gets scored on or when he's on the ice that he scored on. It's actually like when he was in his prime, I, he's a different player now, but he was on the, on the ice. He's like all vintage the time. Carlson now. Yeah. Well, he was, well, yeah, he is this year. Crazy. Um, but when you take a look at that, and you actually look at his stats, he was on the ice all the time for an opposing goal. But yeah. because he was scoring and making things happen offensively so much more than when he was on the ice for an opposing goal, he was an asset to the team. So it's it's similar to that. Hopefully he ends up and he's a plus, uh, a plus player at the end of the year, and away you go. Yeah, I, you know, um, another thing that really bugs me is seeing how much ice time Ernie is getting. Yeah. Um and I know he's he's got 7 points through 11 games so here's the thing if you put if you put a guy on the ice for you know in your top 6 you expect him to to perform and he's around pretty decent players. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know are, are we really hurting that badly in terms of injuries where we have to have him in our top 6? Yeah. I mean that's I mean it's un, it's unfortunate. That's but. unfortunate and that's the difference when you know when you look at the beginning of the year the team was relatively deep. You lose a couple guys and you can kind of hold off having one injury or one injured player or, you know, something like what Vrana, where you can't really, you don't, you can't plan for. Um, but that's the difference where you two, lose two guys, not only to, if you lose Ernie, that, that hurts in a different way. You're like, Oh man, there goes our depth. You lose two guys that eat up 20 minutes of ice time each, at least basically plus put up uh, almost a point a game each 
almost. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot to uh, be able to backfill. And I think we're seeing that right now. And luckily guys like Ernie are, they're stepping up a little bit, but I totally agree. I mean, that, that just is, shows you, I don't know what other options we have really, but that just shows you where we're at with that depth. And, and again, I don't think they're not deep. Those are just two really big players that you don't expect to be out at the same time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and we, we, we didn't, we did touch on it a little bit, but I think that it's important for us to really, to really talk about Raymond and what he's been doing in the last, you know, the last four games or so he's, he's got a point per game in his last four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking that this is the, this is where he's starting to to find his groove. He's hitting his stride. He's, he's coming into his own here, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever phrase that you want to use. Um, I was getting really frustrated with, with some of the people that were saying, you know, he's, he's looked like shit this season and all the, you know, the thing is you, you can't look at a player's production and it's well here In I'll say this. it's it's unfair to to encapsulate an a player's entire performance based on their performance alone yeah um you have to look at the plays that he's making is he is he becoming a better 200 foot player um you know last year he exceeded every single expectation and you know, him and he and Cider both kind of didn't set themselves up great for this year because the expectation was just so high. So I think that fans need to really have the expectation going forward that, yes, they're going to be very, very good players for us moving forward. It's their second year in pro. Yeah. Let's let's pump the brakes. Let's yeah. relax. They will... They're going to make it on their own. They'll be fine. Well, like I've said before, the the lead, it's not the players that are taking a step back, if that's the terminology mm-hmm. people want to say. It's the league. The sophomore real, slump. Yeah, yeah. It's the league realizing that they're really good players, and now the other coaches and the other teams are playing those type of players differently. I mean, take a look at the first half of the year. I guarantee if you watch the first half of the year, the, the, uh, the other team – they would be dumping the puck in on Cider. They'd be going after Raymond. They'd be targeting those guys, knowing that they're first-year players. And then they quickly, you know, at the end of the year, halfway through the year, or whatever, they're saying, "Oh man, these these guys can actually play. Let's not target. Let's play a different style of hockey. Maybe Cider isn't bad, and he's actually super, super good. Maybe we should dump the puck into the other corner, away from him. Um, and maybe we should have another guy on Raymond. And you're seeing that in the beginning of this year." where they're going to have to play through that. And I think Cider, that's just the style of player he is. I think there's no question he's he's doing fine. And Raymond too. But Raymond's got to find because he, like the people, fans uh, like us, value point production. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to, to dig deeper, find new ways to be open, find open ice, find the, you know, bear down and, and put the puck in the net in the, uh, the crease area, in the dirty areas, which he's done a couple times already this year. So I, I don't see any question marks, really. It's just taking a look at him saying, okay, I need to change my game and adapt to the way that teams are playing against me. And so far, I think he's done a really good job of that because there's two ways that it could go. He could either yep. take a step forward or he can take a step back and not know how to figure it out. And that's really true. That's when it becomes troublesome if he looks lost out there. And so now that I'm into coaching, right, I'm, mm-hmm. I've am i been coaching lately 
And I'm trying to think about it from this perspective. If if I'm a coach in the NHL and I'm I'm facing a young, hungry, you know, fairly talented Red Wings team, mm-hmm. and who is the crux of this team? The young guys, right? The two stars, Mort Sider, who just won Rookie of the Year. You don't mm-hmm. think that I'm sending a couple guys to to ruffle his feathers, mm-hmm. get under his skin, and not play his game? Absolutely, Lucas Raymond. Okay, where were all of his go- Where were all of his goals being scored uh, last year? Where mm-hmm. was where were his opportunities being created? How can I take that away? Yeah. So it's just like that. Do film on on guys. You figure it out, and. You're you're absolutely right. You probably did that, or at least your coach probably did that in junior as well, right? Oh yeah. Hey, this team we're going against, you guys. Make sure you you cover number ten, double cover them if you have to. Or we would we would have a guy that would be sixteen. You know, we we'd have a defenseman that would be sixteen committed going to let's say like Western or something like that. Yep. Okay. Well, we have guys that are twenty twenty one years old. I mean, our court coach was like, "Hey guys, when we get to the red line and you see that sixteen year old." dump it in his corner, put it high so he can't get to it first and run him through the boards because then you let him yep. know like, okay, you're not playing with your 15, 16 year olds anymore. He's going to be turning. He's going to be getting the puck this off. Big boy stick. hockey. Yep. Right. And until he can prove that he can handle it, <clears throat> which I think cider and, you know, and Raymond's different because he's a forward, but until they can prove that they can handle it, then you keep doing it. And cider's proven that, you know, he can handle it and they're going to, the teams are going to go against him a different way. Because they, what they were doing before isn't working because he can handle situations like that. Um, so it's just, you know, we're going to see that time and time again. We saw it with Larkin as he was progressing through development to see, to get where he is at now. It's a learning curve. You're playing with different players basically every year. Um, and the team's different every year. So it, that's how the good players become great is they can adapt to those situations and just continue to progress. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's actually one of my, one of my favorite things to, to bring up about Larkin. Um, you know, the, the people that, that can like always just, you know, shit on him about, oh, you know, he, al- he always played, you know, um, he always played around good players, Datsuk and Zetterberg. Well, his best season that he ever had was 2018, 2019 when Zetterberg and Datsuk were both gone. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, seventy three points in seventy six games. Yeah, so it, <clears throat> you know, and and he <laughs> he was playing with those guys. So let's just get it straight. He wasn't playing with the. Uh, he wasn't the Michael Datsuk. Bunting. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't playing with those guys as they were in their prime. It's not like they were. He was playing with perennial all stars for year over year over the past couple of years. But don't get me wrong, they were still really really good. Uh, I think his what he learned from them on and off the ice was more valuable than what they did for him on the ice, in my opinion. Um, and I think you'll hear Larkin say that too, but when you, you're right. And I hear a couple different things. Okay. He's not scoring. He's not getting that point production. And then they talk about like, okay, well, in my point of view, when he wasn't getting that point production, like his sophomore year or whatever, that sophomore slump, I look at the style of play and I was like, he's playing very well. Is he getting the puck? Is he like getting those chances? I still think he's getting chances, but he's not getting the puck in the net or teams aren't, or his guys aren't burying for him. But, and those guys were like, yeah, well, it's about point production. Now I'm like, Hey, well, he's averaging over a point a game. And he was basically at a point a game last year. And in 2018, 2019, like he's, he, his points are there. Like, what are they going to say now? I'm just waiting for the next thing. I think he's playing super well. I think he's playing, 
how he's played always, and now his points are backing him up year over year. Last season, the 21-22 campaign would have been his best season to date if he if, if he didn't have that injury um, that took him out for the remainder of the season. He had um, 69 points in 71 games. That is as close as you're going to get to a point per game. Yeah. Um, he, if he keeps this up right now, what he's doing, I don't care what people say. They can say that he's overpaid. They can say whatever they want. He should. He's going to and should sign a massive deal. When you look yeah. around what other guys are getting that are doing the same thing as him on a team that's progressing, on a team that, that's been bad and that has the money and the hometown kid, and he could take a deal if he wanted to. That's up to him. If I was him, I'd take every single penny that I could, and he should get that when you take a look at what other guys are making. Yeah. I mean, the good news is, for a while, Connor, we were wondering, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's going on with me this morning. Got to have another another cup of Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a while, and this is this is some years ago. I'm not talking about right 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 now as a Wings fan. Yeah. When the when the Wings were spiraling out of control, we were like, okay, when how far are we away to getting a consistent one at least one player per night that we can rely upon? Yeah. Dylan Larkin has not only filled that role, it's been, he's been, he's taken that C and he's run with it. Like yeah. he is the guy for the Red Wings. Yeah. That you yeah, can rely think, on night in and night out. Right. And that's what I think that when people are going to talk about like, oh, I think he's massively underpaid. And I think that the deal was fine when they, when they made it. So it's no, no question that I think right now he's underpaid, but I think you got to be happy either way. Um, People are going to say that whenever he does sign, he's going to be overpaid. Uh, I'm sure just because they they've just seen, you know, when someone becomes on a team so long, they're like, oh, he's just, yeah. I'm always expecting more, and they're expecting like a McDavid or a, a, yeah. you know whatever, um, McKinnon or Crosby or something. That's not him. Points. Yeah, but when you look at a guy that not only is is carrying a team that. Uh, that has a lot of young players and is working with the young guys along with other veterans on a team. He's not doing it himself, uh, mm-hmm. but he's wearing the C being a captain in the NHL takes so much effort and it's so much time. And it's so much more than not having a letter on your Jersey that that right there is going to give you more money. And then when you go out and put a, a point up every single game and you're ending the season with somewhere between 70 and 90 points, um, and it's not just like that's happened one time. He's done that multiple times. He's going to get, he should be getting a crazy deal, especially with the cap going up. He's going yeah. to get a lot of money. That's just the fact. Do you do you have like a, a figure in mind of what you would expect or what would be reasonable to expect? I mean, I could see him getting – if it was right now and the cap wasn't changing, I could see him getting in like the eights. I could see him honestly getting uh, nine. He could be touching that nine million a year figure. And it's it, currently like, 6.1, right? Yeah. 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 And like when you look at nines right now, his uh, his point production, his style of play, being a captain, being a first line center, that is pretty comparable to middle of the road um, new deals out in the league right now. Is that like high eights, low nines for you know multiple years? He like I said, we've, we've said he's massively underpaid for what he's doing right this second. Being right there, I, I don't see any issue with being like, hey, here's other guys that are first line center. Um, you know, on a team that's a, you know, maybe 15th 
uh, in the league, whatever. They're, they're tra- kind of trending to be like a top 20 team instead of like last place in the league, which, like mm-hmm. they have been. I don't, it, again, he'd be overpaid at nine and a half right now, but the cap is going up and people have to understand the players are going to get more money. It's very, it's not going to be apples to apples when uh, in two years or whenever that cap is increasing um, to look at contracts from two years ago versus what people are getting now, because there's so much more money to be had and the league is making more money and people should be happy with that, that they're finally getting paid like a, like a professional athlete. And (laughs) it's still not comparable to what they make in basketball and baseball. um, Or if you're a quarterback in the NFL, But it's getting better, but it's getting much better, which it's, it's good because they are growing. They are growing the game. It's, it's good to see it's gaining popularity. I think that obviously you know, we, we all, we, we make jokes about the ESPN, um, yeah. the broadcast, how it's kind of cheesy, but you know, they're trying to get people into the game. I, I get it. Um, it's, it's not, it doesn't give me the old school vibes of like Gary Thorne, uh, no. which, oh man, I, th- those, those are the days that I, that I long for, but, uh, but the TNT booth is huge. Like people T- love TNT that. games. Those broadcasts are, are money. Yeah. And, and they bring out the people that aren't fan. Like for instance, I will watch a TNT uh, halftime report and for basketball because of the TNT booth of Shaq and Barkley and those guys more than the game itself. Cause I just don't care right. about like, you know, I'll watch the Pistons every once in a while or whatever. I just don't care about the league that much, but mm-hmm. I would, I like the booth of TNT with those guys. There's other fans that are watching hockey right now because of biz and Gretzky and like the whole, the whole booth because they do crazy stuff there. Uh, there's usually good games going on. There's rivalries. They're going to be inter- or they are interviewing players uh, between intermissions or joking with them. And it, it's just, it, it's more of a, uh, a television show when those guys are on because they bring some type of creativity and it's just not the boring, like, okay, well let's watch this highlight of McDavid doing right. this. It's, you know, it's like, of course he can do that. <laughs> well, and, and here's, here's something that I think that, that, the the league, and I don't even know if it's the league or, or media that should be responsible for this. Can we please have McDavid on national uh, broadcast more than once a year? Please? Well, didn't McDavid just play Crosby? Crosby, and when nobody was able to watch it, they play wanted- them twice a year. The one time it's on, it, it, it they they had a a prime time spot, and you just deprived millions of hockey fans across the nation of that. I, I I'm a Red Wings fan through and through. I want nothing more than to watch Crosby versus McDavid. Yeah. I you know. know. I Well, it, not only it's so not only, infuriating. I think they played Monday. And was it Monday? I, I you'll have to double check, but either way, uh I think so when they do it, I cannot believe that the, it's so elementary that I have to tell the league that hey, just to let you know there's going to be a Monday night football game. Oh, and just to let you know, uh, there's the World Series going on. So if you think you wanted like your massive audience to watch Crosby and McDavid, maybe don't pick the days that there's other massive sport things going on right now. Yeah. And if you were going to do that, maybe make it on like a channel that I could actually watch it and not something that's like ESPN Plus that I need a subscription for. It's ridiculous that they that there's people that need to uh, to tell them that. The the so. 
like I said, I'm not sure if this is the league because of scheduling or if it's the media because of uh, of scheduling for, for their broadcasts and whatnot. Whatever it is, they need to come to one meeting together. And if if they like money, I, I mean, most people do. Um, that is I, – I just – how do they not have that as a Wednesday night hockey? That's what I'm talking about. It's like unbelievable. How, that should be the number one. Th- you should have a list of top 10 games that expected X amount of millions that we're going to make just from this spot alone. Yeah. And there, there's, I get it that there's the media side and like the scheduling side. What they should have is that, hey guys. Fucking congruence. We're, here's our Wednesday night lineup and Saturday night lineup of hockey or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And every, the whole thing revolves around your anchor points. And yeah. Crosby and McDavid on prime time on a Wednesday night TNT broadcast should be an anchor that other games are scheduled around. That should be the primary. It shouldn't be like a like hey throw that on a Monday night when uh, when there's Monday night football going on. Like a, Monday night football gets freaking a billion people watching. I know, night. but here, here's a question, and and this is just this is just a thought. Do you think that the NHL is too damn proud of an organization to say like, oh, I don't care if Monday Monday night football is on. We're going to schedule this game. Who cares? People are going to watch it if they want to watch it, which I think is an awful business way, yeah, uh, way to look at it for business. But do you think that, that that's a possibility? I don't think so because everybody knows that football is king. The only thing that's, different with, the only thing that's different with this is that you have like, two Canadian players and – uh, the, they know that the entire nation of Canada is going to be tuning into this and not tuning into football. Um, but you already have the Canadian market. And I know this is a bad business model. Like you want to retain viewers, but you also want to grow viewers. And the U S is untapped right now, basically. Yeah. Like there, there's so much room for growth and uh, they missed an opportunity there. I don't think they're too proud. I think baseball is. Baseball oh, makes mistakes every single time. They don't yep. do anything that is. We're good America's for pastime, dude. Yeah. You're 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 like quickly going downhill. And yeah, I realize not the realizing fact that, it. The fact that they don't have like I can't find a highlight for baseball right away, or I can't like you can't watch baseball highlights without it being verified by the MLB network, mm. or that they have the award show like as the national championship in football is going on. And like <laughs> they they do things at the worst. The Hall of Fame ceremony or the induction will be, mm-hmm. it'll probably be like during the Super Bowl. That's how bad they are at doing stuff. So Connor, you know what it used to be, um, <clears throat> and I know we're we're approaching, you know, getting close to an hour. So we'll we'll yeah. get a couple more topics and then wrap up. Um, but what it used to be for me, and I've never been a huge baseball fan. I have fun playing it. I just I never had the patience to watch it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I was younger, I still knew which teams were in the World Series. I still knew where what what the series was at, who won the World Series. Now, if I didn't follow Barstool Sports, I would I have no idea who is in it, what the series is at, and and who who won. Well, the Astros ML- just won, right? Yeah, MLB should be saying like sending a, a bottle of wine and like a handwritten note thinking Barstool would be like, hey. The only reason that you have 20 year or we have 20 year olds watching this right now or like people under 60 are because yep. of you guys and like you're, you know, on Twitter and Instagram, like they're, tw- they're one of the reasons that I'm on Twitter right now because there's so many personalities and I like to be in tune with the sports world. That's just how I'm a fan of sports in general. And I have my favorite types of sports and, and obviously hockey being the top one, but yeah. 
there i you're i'm right there with you if they didn't have the personalities and like the live streams and all of the highlights and and everything on uh on the world series mm-hmm. i would have i could not care less about it i literally it would mean nothing to me if the astros or or the phillies won that game yeah and the the one thing that i did find funny uh and well, actually, a couple things that I find funny. Every time that a player leaves the Tigers, they find success. Uh, Nick Castellanos, um, he plays for the Phillies. He, I thought he was a great player when he was on the Tigers. He was one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so when he when um, when they won the game, he lifted his shirt showing showing no uh, no wires. Yeah. I thought that was that was pretty gutsy. That was pretty ballsy. I like that. Um, yep. But speaking of like not really caring about a team, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I, I feel like we have to bring them up. I, I truly do not care about them, but I love, I love watching them, watching them struggle. And I, I don't feel bad about saying that. I no. don't. And it's strictly because of the fans. Um, <laughs> no. That's literally it. Um, I, I did see John Tortorella. I don't know if he coached uh, if he used to coach Sheldon Keefe as a player. I know he's coached against him in the league and everything. The last person that I expected to defend Sheldon Keefe would be John Tortorella pregame to when Flyers were were playing um, the Leafs. Yeah, and he said, you know, all you media guys, like you don't realize what he's done for that organization. Like Sheldon Keefe is a good coach. Okay, mm-hmm. they are in they are in the fishbowl. Their top players are not finding how they typically play in the playoffs. That's I, I don't know what that is. I, you know, people were saying, Oh, is John Cooper a good coach? Is Of course he is. Yeah. Their, their players weren't, you know, they couldn't figure it out as soon as playoffs started. Um, but what in the hell do you think is happening with that organization right now? I know that there's some, I, I know that there's some, uh, some injuries going on, especially with, with, you know, their goaltending issue and whatnot, yeah. but what is happening? What are you seeing? Um, I'd say a bad start. I've seen an okay last couple games, um, but it's it's definitely goaltending. I feel like it's been goaltending for Toronto for the past mm-hmm. couple of years. And on and the defensive defense. side, yeah. Um, it's really that. Uh, it's the same thing. That's their same team. They have a ton of money up front paying for the big-name guys. Uh, the only thing that I see different this time is they're not running over people in the regular season. And maybe this is something that, like, if they can get in the playoffs, which I'm assuming they will be in the playoffs. Well, they had a similar start. <clears throat> Pardon me. Similar start last year, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not saying it's time to hit the panic button. I'm not saying Sheldon Keefe's on the hot seat. I'm not saying that um, that Kyle Dubis, you know, should be should be fired or anything. I'm I'm just saying there's something going on with this core group. Whether it's whether it's Matthews, whether it's Marner, I don't know what the issue is. I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not in the in. Yeah. But there's something not right about the level of talent on this team. And maybe you're right. Maybe they do need to get knocked off of their pedestal in order to, in, in order to kind of find, find their groove and, and start shaking things up. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Hey, like they get one, I'm looking at the standings right now in the Atlantic division, they get one win and they're tied for, for third and yeah. the lightning lose. Like they're right up there back with 16 like, points and they're in second place. Yeah. There's such a jumble right now. And that's why I'm a little worried with the wings because they're in that jumble. And I just don't think that they have the capacity to hang with some of these other big boys yet. 
I'm, uh, hope, I'm, hope, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping that they can hang on. Um, just, but you know, I time I, will I, tell. I, time I will tell. It. Yeah, it, it, it's. I feel I would feel more confident as like a Maple Leafs fan that I would be able to hang long term with the point production of the other guys versus like me as a Wings fan right now. Not saying it's not possible. It's just there's the team's so new. I don't know enough about them yet. Yeah. But I love what I'm seeing so far. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, it, time will tell for the Leafs. Uh, it'll be really interesting. Fans are. It's going to be really fun to watch as a hockey fan. Uh, and who knows what happens? <laughs> what will happen? I guess. Well, but I will say that I. I have Tavares on my fantasy team, and he's lighting it up. He just had a hat trick the other day. Uh, I have yet to lose. Uh, I so actually that was <laughs> going to be my next point. I was going to say if Dubis is in trouble, I think we should just award Connor uh, right now. We should just give him the trophy because he's running away with it. Not only is he is he beating opponents, he is he is like beating them by double every week. Right now. And and this is this is Sunday, the last day of of the matchup. Connor right now is beating his opponent three forty seven. Let's call it three forty eight, three forty eight to two twenty eight. Yeah, and I think and it's hard because I look at other guys, uh, the other le- the other teams in the league. I don't know if you do this to be like, okay, I won this game. How would I have won against other people? Just to make sure yep. that my win wasn't. A I, I do I do that every week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I would have won against everybody every week. I'm loving my team right now. Maybe one week I would have lost against somebody, but it would have been really close. Um still still rolling with the points for when you look I don't know if you do that too where you look at yeah points for and points against. <laughs> but the team's playing well, you know. What what can you say that it won last year, so I had to I had to show up this year and I feel like so far I'm doing that. Whoa, a lot of hockey at, left, though. Did, did you did you see Foe's uh, Foe's younger brother this week? Yeah, he's he's at three fifty five yeah. right now. I know. I saw that he had a big day yesterday. Oh my! Well, m- maybe if if both the you know Connor Lyons and Connor Foe got together and and were able to run the Leafs, you know, I think maybe I they could get first... thirteen cups in a row. <laughs> yeah, I want to say I played. Uh, Connor Foe earlier this year, but was it probably uh, game one. No, maybe that was Ryan. Yeah, maybe it was just Ryan. So, um, yeah. But either way, it'll come. He had a good he had a good year last year. I think I played him in the finals or in the semis. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I, I was I mean I had to bring it up because it it truly is um crazy. Like when we had Hugh and Justin over last night, Justin's like. Justin's like, how's my fantasy team doing? I'm like, dude, I, like, I'm only, I'm beating you by like, by like 30 or something like that. But, um, the, some of the guys on his team, I'd be like, I wouldn't be shocked if, if you had a big day, like a big yeah. Sunday. Right. Um, but then Hugh, Hugh was saying, like, I don't understand. Like, I'm looking at Connor's, Connor's team, like you, not mm-hmm. Connor Foe. And yeah. he, he was like, he was like, it's incredible. The guy literally gets over 300 points every week. <laughs> I know. I don't know what's going on. The guys are playing for me. They love the voice in the locker room. They, they love it. <laughs> hey, don't change anything up, coach. <laughs> I know. I'm just waiting. I, I haven't been hit with the injury bug yet. I'm sure it's coming. I hope that gets out of the way early in the season and get through that. I got to have a loss at some point here soon, so I need to get that off my back too. <laughs> hit it and hit it early, right? Yeah, you got to. But uh, I think that that is pretty much going to wrap it up. Um, they have the Rangers later today, uh, and it looks like, let's see, Montreal, New York Rangers again at home. So there's a home and home, and then yep. uh, 
Saturday at LA. So with the next four games, what are you what are you predicting the the record to be? So they play Montreal. I I haven't seen too much of Montreal. How are they doing this year? Uh, I don't think they're doing great. Let me see here. Let me just double check. Yeah, they're, they they're are five, six, and one. Yeah, I, I would expect, again, this goes back to me expecting the Red Wings to be at a point where they can beat teams where they should beat them. Yeah. Um, they haven't always proven it this year yet, but I think they're they're taking steps in the right direction. I would like them to beat. Um, I think that is, uh, they've played L.A. already this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they win that game. I really honestly think they can go three and one. I know they could also go zero and four, and it really show show me that I know nothing of what I'm talking about. But I'd like them to win one against the Rangers, whether that's today or whether that's at home. I'd like them to get to leave that one and home and home series one and one. So if they could do that and beat Montreal and then LA, that's what I'm kind of thinking. But I could easily see them being beating the Rangers once, beating uh, Montreal, and then potentially losing to the Rangers. But we'll see. That's a lot up in the air, but that's what I would like to see. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a uh two one and one record over the I, I'm just I'm I'm trying to trying to be optimistic and also reasonable. We've yeah. we haven't well, looked- I think well I meant to say this before, sorry. The I believe before the weekend started, uh Milan said that the goalies were splitting, which and Huso played yesterday, so that would mean Nadelkovic is playing against um, oh, which should be playing for the Rangers, oh, and yeah. that's at home. I would imagine that the Rangers are going to win today, and I would bet that Huso, if they do uh, win, then Huso would start against the Rangers at home. That would be where I would think they would they would win. Yeah, I uh, well, he, here's the thing. I Ned has not looked good this year at all. He's he's damn near five goals against per game. I. I was going to say, I need him to wake up. We need him to wake up. We need the defense to wake up in front of him. I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that he can turn it around because we've seen him. We saw him last year in some games where we should have been getting murdered. Yeah. But he was, he was getting holding the team. Yeah. He's holding the team together. I, I, I agree. I think it's going to take one win. I think the boys need to play for him and they need to give him uh, a little sense of confidence there. It'd be great if he could pitch a shutout or a one goal. He needs game a at few some point too. Big soon. saves. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm 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 rooting for him. I mean, I I have been I defended him last year. Uh I I have defended him to a certain degree and right now I need to see more out of him. So I'm I'm yeah. hoping that he can and, and it's not just him. Again, the entire team needs to play like they do in front of Huso. They yeah. have to. Yeah. You need to be able to give your goalie confidence. So I'll end on that note. Um, two right. one and one and two one uh, and one. I'll say two and two. We'll say Dustin's four and zero. Um, <laughs> that's what he expects, and we'll go from yeah. there. He did. He did say that. He texted us. So four yeah. and zero. Yep. Um, but yeah, that is right. it. Um, as Dustin already said, but I'll say it again. Let's get the puck out of here. See ya.